welcome back to Basic Bananas Radio, where we share tried and tested ways to grow your brand and get more customers. Everything from the latest in marketing and branding, right through to growing your team and creating an irresistible culture. Hi, and welcome back to Basic Bananas Radio. In this episode, I'm sharing with you a few strategies and tactics on how to attract and retain a motivated and aligned team. So let's dig straight in. Hi and welcome back. Today I would love to share something with you that is super dear to my heart and it is about how to create an amazing culture, company culture and in particularly how to attract and retain a motivated and aligned team. And I'm doing a speaking gig on this tomorrow and I was, as I was putting together information for it and preparing, I thought that there is so much invaluable information here that I can share with you here with our community. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to sit down real quick and share some of the highlights with you now. And I'd love to start with a quote. And the, it's one of my favorite quotes, which goes along the lines of, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together and it's an African proverb and it really encapsulates what culture and team is all about. Now the reason why building an amazing company culture, team culture is so important, there are many reasons. One of them is that culture is the one thing that cannot be copied. So if you look at your business, you know that there sometimes can be people, competitors out there that can copy or model some of, your, some of the things that you do in your business, whether that is your product or service or your customer experience, your approach, all that can be copied. Your culture, your company culture is something that can never be copied. It's something that is inherent to your business. And your culture is also something that helps you to stay competitive. Even, and it doesn't matter how small or big the business is, it helps you to stay competitive and also it helps you to compete against the big boys. If you have an amazing culture and you are a smaller company, you will be able to attract the right and the best talent, no matter the size of the company. Secondly, culture is such an amazing amplifier or magnifier in business. What I mean by that is that if you have a great company culture or an amazing team, everything else in business just becomes so much easier. On the other hand, if your team or your culture is just a little bit more difficult or misaligned or frustrating, everything else in business becomes a lot harder too. And also a misaligned culture can cost the business a lot all the hiring and, and unhiring and underperforming of team members, of team members not taking responsibility, challenges within the team, all that can cost a business a lot. So it's a lot wiser to invest in the culture instead of doing the band-aid stuff where you then lose money on the other side. And in today's world where people have access to pretty much any company in the world, and by people I mean team members, P 
team members can be very selective with where they want to work these days. Culture has become even more important. And if you have an amazing culture, you will be the company that has access to talent from all, all around the world if that's how your company is set up. Also, you will be able to attract A players. And, and having A players on your team is something that you want because A players, if you look at the value of A players to the company compared to B or C players, it's a, a high multiple. An A player is, is worth a lot to a business. They bring so much. They are, they are also the ones that will be able to do, do everything better. They're the ones that, that carry the company. They're the ones that take responsibility and that, that take initiative and that run or work in the business as if it was their own. So the two components I'd like to focus on now are one, attraction, and number two, retention. And everything that I'm sharing here, you know that already, is super practical. I like to, to share things that, are, that is practical that you can implement straight away. And these are, anything that I'm sharing here are things that you can also, that, that we have implemented here at Basic Bananas and our other companies, Ocean Lovers, with our members here in the Clever Bunch. They're things that are proven to work. So first, the first component that I promised was attraction. So how do you attract great people? Where it all starts is with your brand strategy. And what you want to do with your brand strategy is you want to align your internal communication with your external communication. So you want to have one voice, really, across internal and external communication so that you have this one identity. Your internal communication is all about team communication. So it's all about employer branding, internal communication with your team. And then the external communication is your communication that you have externally with customers, but also with future team members. And you want to align those two. Now, one of the first things you can do is, you, remember, I've talked a little bit here about your customer journey and how you can map out a customer journey, so the whole customer journey mapping. There, there are episodes here on Basic Finance Radio on this topic. You can do the same for your employee journey. So what you want to do is map out your employee journey. And the best thing you can do to go about this is make a list of all the touch points that your employees and future employees, especially the future employees have, because we're in the attraction part here, and then figure out how you can reflect your brand identity across each of those touch points, and also how you can make each of these touch points better. So one touch point and usually one of the first touch points doesn't have to necessarily be the first one, but it, it often is. One of the first touch points you have is your job ad. And one of the biggest mistakes businesses make is writing job ads that are just not that great. And they often just copy other people's ads and, and just insert their business name. And, and most job ads out there are just not that great. You want to differentiate and you want to make sure that you invest in writing a great job advertisement. And here are a few parts that, so basically what you want to do is you want to treat your job ad like any ad. If you did an advertisement to get more customers, you would 
think about how you're going to position the business or the product or the service for this customer to want to buy from you. You need to do the same with your job ad. You need to paint a picture. You need to, to include what are the perks? Why should I care about this company? Why should I, why should I care about working there? And here's a, a quick structure that I'll share with you how you can put together a great job advertisement. The first part is your hook. So in your hook, this is where you get people interested. And here you can ask a few questions. For example, are you passionate about blah? So for us, are you passionate about marketing? Do you want to grow your skill set? Do you want to be part of an amazing team? So a few questions to get the person, the right person intrigued, at least intrigued. Then in the second part, you can introduce the business. And again, here you want to write this in a way that makes the business sound, but also it hopefully it matches with reality. Great, a business that people want to work for. Number three, then you talk about the role. So what does the role entail? Number four is you talk about the perks of this role. So what are some of the, the benefits of being in this role? Could be that there's flexible time, that there's five weeks paid holidays. What are some of the perks? Then the next part, number five, is about the person that you're looking for. So what are the requirements that you're looking for? And then number six is the call to action. So how to apply. And like with any advertisement, and you know this, if you, especially if you are in our community and you, we've been working with you on your advertisements, you always want to have a call to action in there. Another touch point are your social media channels. And again, your social media channels are actually a really, really great place to show off, sort of, or at least show a little bit behind the scenes of your team and your team culture. And funnily enough, here at Basement and a lot of our members of the Clever Bunch, when they post stuff about behind the scenes. So even if it's just a picture of someone in the team doing something, or, or we, we had one post the other day where we had a pizza party with the team. And often those kinds of posts where we show behind the scenes get more traction, more engagement, more likes than the ones where we talk about marketing tips, for example. Which is very interesting. It shows us that people want to know who is behind this company. And the same for you your social channels, use them to show off a little bit about your culture and how cool you are. Of course, again, this has to be true. You know, you, you need to make sure that the perception that you're painting matches the reality of the culture so that when people come into your business, they really want to be a part of it and they realize that, yeah, they are as cool as they look. Another touch point is your website. On your website, you can have a team page. And on your team page, again, you can have your team profiles if you want. You don't have to, but you definitely also want to have some team pictures if you have some. And they don't have to be the perfectly edited or the perfectly shot images. This can just be your team having fun, doing fun activities. Just show, again, show the flavor of your culture. Another touch point are your interviews. When you interview people for a job, so once they've applied, one of your touch points are your interviews. And one great tool to use in your interviews, again, this is a helpful tool to use to attract the right people into your culture, but also for them to self-select themselves into the culture. And that tool is your culture book. And I've talked about this a lot, actually, 
lately, especially in this current climate of uh, a world where there is probably a bit of a shortage on talent, a culture book can be a really useful tool. And we're going to look at this a little bit more in summary here in the second part. And then one other touch point, of course, is your onboarding process. So once you've hired someone, an A, an a player, you then want to make sure you have a really great onboarding process. So you want to make sure you, the way that you onboard people is, is great, that their first experience with your company or their first experience within the company is cohesive with how you portray this company and for them to get up to speed quickly. Now, the second part of that I mentioned before is retention. So first part is attraction, second part is retention. And here I have a few bits that I'd like to share with you. One is the creation of a culture code. So what you want to do is you, for people to stay with the company, you need to have a great culture. If you have a great culture, it's much more likely for people to want to stick with you. And there is a difference between, so as part of your culture code, you have your company values and you also have your team principles. And this is what a lot of businesses get wrong. There's a difference between company values, there's a difference between that and team principles. The company values, so your, your values in the business, are often, they come from the founders, from the founder or founders, or sometimes also the leadership team and the founder. So the values, the company values must come from the founders. They're your non-negotiable. The team principles, however, you, and this is where, what people get wrong, they often include the team in getting to the values. But the team changes, the flavor of the team changes. Your values should never change, it should always be the same, that you're non-compromisable. The second, the second type of, of principles are your team principles, and that's where you can use a more collaborative approach. Your team principles are where you can involve your team and you can come up with principles such as your code of conduct, how you behave, what are some of the team principles in terms of, again, behaviors, non-behaviors. For us, we have different principles such as that we ask everyone and that we are proactive, that we are positive so we don't gossip about anyone, that we are kind, things like that. So there's a difference between values and team principles. The values come from the founders. Team principles you can do in a collaborative approach and do it in a way where the team comes up with the principles together with you and they can also be adjustable. The next part is the creation of the culture book itself where you then document your culture code. And that's pretty much what a, a culture book is. It's a a visual representation or a guide of your established culture. You put it all into writing, which includes the, the copy, the design, photography, etc. And it's almost like your culture book then becomes your centerpiece of your culture ecosystem. It's the one physical document that you can use to onboard people, but also to attract people, so to attract and retain team members. And you can either print your culture book or you can just has it as a, have it as a soft copy. Some of our clients that we've done culture books with, with our agency, with the business hood, have only decided to use a soft copy. Some have printed a version, a book that they use in their offices, if they have offices. So either option is perfect. Some 
print the whole, uh, copy for every one of the team members too. The next thing you want to do is you want to establish a culture of celebration and appreciation. And here I'd like to share with you a book that you may be interested in reading and I'm just looking it up here. It is called The Happiness Advantage by Sean Acor. And what he found is in, in his research, he found that happiness leads to more productivity and it's not the other way around. So often, and we've seen this in actually a few different studies where people think that when they are more productive or when they are more successful, they will have more happiness. What he has found in his research is that it's actually the other way around. It's that when you feel happy, when you invest in your happiness and, and in fun, you will be more pro productive. When you have more happiness, you will reduce stress, you will attract more success, you will be able to deal with problems in a better way. And so when it comes to your company, make sure that you establish a culture of celebration and appreciation in order for your team to feel this happiness, in order for them to be able to perform even better. And you can also establish that culture by having team gatherings. We sometimes have virtual pizza parties where the whole team here that is located in Sydney and all our virtual team members, we all get together, we all order pizzas that are obviously paid for by the company and <laughs> we eat pizza together. Some of our team members, because of time zones, eat pizza in the morning, some in the middle of the night, some in the afternoon. It's just a bit of a fun thing to, again, to establish a culture of celebration. Another thing that we do here to help foster a culture of appreciation is we have a folder on our Google Drive called the Customer Loving Folder. In this folder, we save all the customer loving that we get from you guys. If you send us a lovely message or a review on this podcast, which we truly appreciate, we, we appreciate all the reviews we get and all the, the lovely messages we get from you. We save them. We take a screenshot, whoever sees it, takes a screenshot and they save it in a folder. For us to then, at our monthly team meeting, we read those out so that people who are not customer facing, they also see that we are appreciated. Another thing you can also do is uh, use a book and, and a template that we've done here also at Basic Bananas. It's called the five languages of appreciation in the workplace by Gary Chapman and it's a great book to read or if you just want to to google that the five languages of appreci appreciation in the workplace you will find a quiz a link to a quiz that you can send to all your team members and the quiz outcome will then tell you how this person likes to be appreciated it's really cool because some people prefer to be appreciated by by you telling them, so words of affirmation that they're doing well. Other people prefer to receive gifts. Other people prefer to spend quality time with you. That's how they feel appreciated. Other people prefer to, for you to do an act of service, etc. And the next thing I'd like to share is also something you can do if you have sort of a, a team of, let's say, at least five to ten people, is you can appoint a culture ambassador. So you can ask someone in your team if they would also as part of their role if they would also love to be the culture ambassador so the person that is sort of guarding the culture and making sure that everyone is aligned and people are happy and they also organize 
gatherings and things like that. And the last one I'd like to share here with you is also the, a great thing to do is annually at least, maybe you do it biannually, but once a year at least, do a little bit of a culture pulse check. And we do this with our culture book clients. We do it biannually. And in this pulse check, you can just quickly get a feel of where are you at with your culture? How is your team? Are they happy? How do they feel? Are you aligned with what you want to achieve with your culture? And some of the questions you can ask in this survey is how do you feel when coming into work? This gives you a quick snapshot of people. How do they feel? Are they feeling excited or anxious or stressed? And then obviously you need to adjust if it's some of the latter emotions. How would you rate your comp our company culture? What would make this the best place to work at? What is one of your favorite memories shared with colleagues? What are some of the team benefits that you enjoy? What are some team benefits that you would love to have? What do you love most about your team? Again, this survey will give you a lot of intel into how is your culture tracking? What can you do to become an even more amazing culture? So in summary, a great company culture is not just a nice to have. It's a must have for any business who wants to attract and retain A players. So make sure you invest in your culture. And as I mentioned before, your culture is a great differentiator in your business and it's a great amplifier. If your culture is great, everything else in business seems a lot more effortless. If your culture is not that great, everything else may seem a lot more difficult. So. That's it for today. Thank you so much again for tuning in. I really appreciate you being here. And thank you also if you are leaving us a review or sharing this show with other people. We, we appreciate everything. We really do. And we celebrate it also with our team. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And as always, we will be back again with a new episode in the next week or so. Bye for now. To get more from Basic Bananas and to learn new ways to grow your business with clever marketing, visit basicbananas.com.